0: Hey, welcome to The Roundtable. I'm your host, Sandy Powell, and I am glad to be back in the studio. I want to say this is year five. Five years since the birth of The Roundtable in uh, 2018, March 25th. And so coming up on the anniversary of five years, I am excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about his continual, uh, uh, let's say, push forward in my life, I'm thankful for the opportunity to always come before the people of God or to get the opportunity to speak to those who tune in, to hear the roundtable and hear what is being said. So I'm grateful. The gratitude is there. And I appreciate you so much. Uh, what better way to, to uh, celebrate five years of the show being on air than to hit it, running? You know, today I'm going to speak on just something in that rim, something in that on that platform, pretty much, um, because we have a way as believers sometimes embracing things that God didn't tell us to embrace. We have a sometimes uh, tendency to um, kind of be conformed to the world and the world's concept and ideas because it's catchy or it's it's popular. And my favorite word, trending, you know, we are really big in that area sometimes as believers, but we can't be. We can't go along with trend when it goes against what God says or if it weakens our stance on which we stand. You know, the platform in which believers uh, have, have taken a stand or should be taking a stand should always be undergirded by the word of God. In other words, what does the word say to this matter? What does the word speak to in this matter? And if we don't take and put our minds around that, we'll become trendy. You know, I think the scripture that, that uh, God gave us through his word uh, about not being conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind is not just in there because it was just a good thought. It's in there because he knew one day we would find ourselves in a place in different intervals of our lives and generations that the world would try to impose onto the believer's mind to conform to them. And he said in the beginning, you know, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing. In other words, what does renew mean? That right there is a word, renewing of the mind. In other words, there's a constant makeover in our, in our minds. In other words, there, we can't allow the world to impress upon us anything that will take us from our principal ground. And so the renewing of my mind, you know, like if you find yourself in a trend of something that's not of God or that doesn't bring the, uh, uh, a good light, to God, we've got to pull back. That's the renewing. That is like we we found ourselves uh, saying things or doing things that weren't, uh, let's say, giving God the glory, so to speak, in our lives. That's something that you have to think about and say, well, you know what? This didn't put me or God in a good light. And so the renewing of my mind is that I'll set that to the side because that I'm not going to be uh conforming. I'm not gonna take on that which the world has said to do. And so today my word, and I gotta use the word, and it's not to be offensive to anybody, but it's for us to consider the possibility of what this word does when we use it. Now I'm gonna put it right down there. I'm gonna try to add it to my to my to my uh to my show. Churchy. Just let that sit right there for a minute. Just Churchy. Yeah, that, that word right there. This is a word that if we don't take a look at it, that it's going to impose onto us something. Something that the world wants us to take hold of. And so to me, the word churchy, when I say, hear somebody say, well, I don't want to be too churchy. I I almost want to ask the question and I hope that when you watch this, if uh when you you will comment and have a comment to it, and I'll be glad to come back and 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 chat it up with someone about it. But when you say churchy, like what does that mean in your mind when you say churchy? You know, to me, I get the impression that you don't want me to uphold a standard. You know, when you say don't don't be churchy, I don't like churchy. Too much. But to me, the church is the representation of God, the representation of Christ, the repre- representation of what is holy. So when you tell me you don't want to be too churchy, you're saying I don't want to be too representative of the things that are holy? what what are we saying and then i hear people say well you know church is one thing and then my life is another i don't see how believers have different compartments of their lives that don't include holiness like doesn't include the 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 upright like it doesn't include you know in the in our minds we should always in the forefront of our minds christ should be center so when the center of something is not inclusive what is there? Like, what's in the center if it's not Christ? And so when I hear people say, well, I don't want to be too churchy. I don't like it when people are too churchy. You know, and some people have said that about the Scripture. You know, I didn't I didn't want to hear Scripture. I didn't want to be too churchy and have Scripture. But I'm thinking that's our lifeline as believers. We have, <laughs> you know, the, the Scriptures. Like Like, when Christ answered things, he answered with the word and it may not have been verbatim from scripture but his 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 answer was supported and undergirded by scripture and so for us as believers to take a tone or feel as though something can be too churchy it just to me seems like are we allowing trend or trendiness to now dictate to us how we ought to be acting responding or or, or, or they say interact with one another. To me, churchy represents who we are as believers, and that standard has to be maintained. Now, I got some scriptures because that's just okay. I'm churchy. It's just how it is. You, you and and this the part you know um, for me to omit scripture from a believer's life is like allowing the influx of something else. Because we, we're we going to be filled with something. I like people, you know, we, we just don't walk around with an empty head. You know, influence is going to happen. And so if it's not influenced by Scripture or influenced by Christ or influenced by the things of God, what's the influence? And so when he tells me to acknowledge him in all things, that he'll direct my path, if I'm acknowledging him in all things, that means work, play, events, that that, that includes everything to me. So with that being said, if I acknowledge him in all things, you can't tell me that he's not going to give me undergirded, God-given plans or ideas or thoughts. When God is speaking, there is no other voice. Like, what other voice is it that we are to hear? He says, acknowledge him. And so when I acknowledge him, you think he going to go out of of Scripture to answer me? He's not. And so for that purpose, I, th- I think that we got to be careful not to say things that sound good or sound like it's not that big of a deal, but that might turn out to be a big, a, a big deal. And church th- is one of those things. I think that the world criticizes us. Um... For having the stance that we have, the church, the the, the world criticizes us, and worldly people criticize us, and we do have worldly people that go to church. Their their stand is that you know we're too you know whatever the the, word, the quote is churchy or you know too uh, uh, so heavenly minded that we know earthly good, and I just want to know where that scripture at. Like, where is that scripture that we're so heavenly minded that we're not any earthly good? Like there's a place I mean, the righteousness of God was shown to us through Christ. So just keep that thought in your mind. The, 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 the righteousness of God was shown through us to us through Christ. With that being said, what part of his movement wasn't heavenly minded? He was constantly reminding us, constantly showing us, constantly proving to us, constantly demonstrating to us the heavenly realm. He told us not even put our, don't even set our affections on things of this earth. That 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 has nothing to do with. Yeah, don't even set your affections. Don't let it be your, you know, your your um. Your joy. Don't let this be your joy here on the earth. Set your affections on those things above. I I, I know this is scripture. So when I hear people tell me that or say out loud things like that, you know, it sounds like to me like we're having to dime back on the principles or the, uh, the affection toward God, because when you have an affection toward God, then, yeah, the things of the world don't really kind of strike you so good. You don't really feel the need to be involved in everything that's upon the earth. When you are, when you in love, like, it's just like relationship. When you're in love with somebody, everybody else is mock necks. Like me, I'm in love with Reverend Powell. So every other man doesn't mean anything to me in that manner. I, I'm in love with him. And when we set our affections, like I set my affections toward him, he's it. I don't have to try to see, oh, is he go- I wonder if he'll be a good husband to me. Oh, I wonder if she, if he'll be, I almost said she, but even these days. Anyway, I wonder if, if, if he'll be this, that to me. I wonder if he'll be a good provider for me. I wonder if he'll be a good protector for me. My affections are set to Reverend Powell. And I don't have to interview anyone else. I don't have to allow the impression of anyone else as a man to me as a husband. And that's, to me, kind of how a relationship with God is. You know, when God is truly it, you know, I set my affections toward him. It doesn't matter what other people think about my relationship with God. It doesn't matter what other people feel like is, you know, when they say the word too churchy. You mean... How I love oh my God, is that bothering somebody? Because this is the part. Too churchy to me sounds like I got to dime back from being at a certain principle or standard in which I have in order to allow another influence to come in, just like relationship, just like husband and wife. You know, I'm not interviewing for another husband. So what another husband could be to me doesn't matter. It's not an influence that's needed. I need to be focused on Reverend Powell and what he needs for me as a wife. And that's what I believe the believers ought to be when it comes down to our relationship with Christ. We need to be more focused on, Lord, how do I please you? How do I... um, Uh, Allow you to maximize in my life Like how do I allow you to Get the most out of me On the earthly realm To be a a light A beacon light at that To those who don't know you Like how do I do that without lowering a standard To allow another influence to come in And so that's the part And I'm going to give you some scripture Because I think that this is stuff that The word of God has put in there for us For a reason We need not ignore it as, and, and, and to all of us as that, that carry the gospel, oh, how sweet it is to carry the gospel. It should be sweet to us first and then be able to, to, to rightly divide it, rightly to, to, to explain what is being said. And so to me, let's go to, um, just real quick, let's go to John 17. Um, to me, standard is standard. And relationship is relationship. And um, faithful to God is faithful to God. And sometimes that means you set, you set apart. You don't look like the rest of everybody or what they look like. You know, to me, I have, I have been uh, unsaved. I lived an unrighteous life. I lived a riotous life. I, re- I lived a careless life. I lived a uh, a life of raggediness. I've lived that. I've been a believer that didn't st- didn't show forth um, uh, good light as a believer. I've been a stumbling block. See, all of these things. I've been uh, a hypocrite. You know, and and good. Throw your stones because I'm good with that. I'm good with with with. Uh, The announcement of where God has delivered me from I'm good with that The thing that I I hold fast today Is not what God delivered me from But what God is holding me to to today And this is what we're talking about today We're talking about those standards Those standards of of not being uh, a part of this world Being here because we are here born for purpose And then not being conformed to where the Lord has placed us, still being who we are as believers without being conformed to the world. And so that comes um, with a heavy price. Sometimes you're ousted. You gotta be okay, believers, as being ousted. You gotta be okay with other believers calling you names because you set a precedence, you know, because you uh, decided that you were going to hear the voice of God and Him and Him alone. You know, when we say that, 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 that uh, when God said that his sheep know his voice and uh, another they will not follow, see, this is where we have to be okay with allowing people to hear the voice of God and another they will not follow. So when we go rushing at people talking about, you know, we being, you, know you being too churchy, you being too this or too that, we got to be mindful. We don't know the direction that God is giving this person. And if your thing is a little looser than what this person's is, be good, be okay with that um because i remember i'm not i'm gonna share this with y'all uh and and to this day you know it, it's just it just it just bothers my inward man to no ends um but I remember this young lady that I had come in touch with, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with anyone on the um on this platform here, but uh I was I come in contact with this young woman uh, and uh, she, you know, to me at the time, at the time where where my head was, she at the time, you know, I felt was a little too churchy. But at the time where I was, you know, I didn't have a good eye to, to, to make a call like that. Um, and I felt like, well, you know what, you, you know, you're so cute, you're so young, and, and you know, you know, you can spruce it up a little bit, you know, in your dressing. You know, you're a young girl. Go ahead and, you know, loosen up a little bit. Go ahead and, you know, you got cute legs. You got, you know, go ahead and be free. You, you know, add a little something to your wardrobe. Do this, do that, do, you know. And it seemed to me that she took my advice on that. But when she did, oh my goodness. This young lady seemed to topple. She seemed to to fall bump her head and roll down the hill when it came down to her walk in Christ. Now it became about her outer appearance and now you know it fell off into other things that was just crazy. Out of order in God. Crazy out of order. And at the time that I was, you know, speaking into in her and telling, you know, yeah, you're young, you can do this. You know, take off that old granny outfit, da, da 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 But we don't know what the keeping power is for some people. We don't know at the moment that they are in, at the time that God got them in this place, if this is just a part of his plan for their life to allow them to stay within the, the, the realm of where God is developing them. And we all are at different times. You know, God does things differently with all of us. And we should never impose on people uh, a looser standard, you know, than what may be being spoken to them by God. You know, some people, you know, they preach don't wear, you know, you can't wear pants, but that's not, 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 might not be for everybody. That might just be for you. Maybe you don't know how to wear pants and just keep it right. Or, you know, some people try to impose on me long dresses to the knee. I mean, all to the floor. Okay. That's you. But at the end of the day, that doesn't look good for me on me. But would I take this and say, oh, you can wear your dresses shorter than that? I would not. I have learned to allow God to do into people what needs to be done. Because where I am, it may throw somebody else. And to tell people, this is too churchy, you too churchy, or you too this or that, or, 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 or the church is being too. We need to pull up. If a person is holding a standard, why are we kicking against the standard? Like we as believers, why are we mad about a standard that's being held? I mean, if if it's not sin, why are we kicking against what's not sin? And to one man, it might not be sin, but to another, it could be sin. Because the scripture also tells us that to do wrong when you know to do right is sin to you. And anytime God give us directions, say directions, oh my goodness, Anytime God give us instructions, that is a direct order. And if you got any military people on here, you know that when you receive instructions or directions from the general from the top, and it's not followed, that's a un that do you have law unlawfully? That's like what is it called? An unlawful, a lawful disobedience or unlawful uh, obedience. I'm not sure how that goes, but anyway, you have violated following a lawful order coming from the head. You have violated that, and that's how I feel like in the in the in the body of Christ. We sometimes we people get direct orders from God, like. You can't do this right here. I can't have you here, this, that, and the third. Some prophets, some teachers, some apostles, some pastors, some uh, uh, apostles, they have gotten strict directions from God on something that they cannot do or participate in. To others, it's not a sin. To them it is. But then we try to peel off of people, oh, you have a right to do that because it's not a sin. But to them it is because you got a, a lawful order from ahead. From the head that says you, you're not going to participate. You can't be here. Some of us had those orders. And because we wanted to be trendy, we set it aside just to be accepted and be a part of the crew. We heard God. For, that was our assignment one time. One time it was our assignment to be sure that people are following the standard of God until they asked us to be a part of something. Now it's okay. When it wasn't okay. Okay. If it wasn't okay then, it's not okay now. That's just not how God does. We know that any time that we want to be accepted sometimes, we'll lay down our principles, our standard. We, we don't want to be too churchy now. And so to be accepted by the world, we will accept the trend on what's going on for the moment to be a part of the group. But the the disobeying a lawful order... Is going to have to be addressed one day by the the one who gave the order, and so I just I caution us in the in the, especially in the fivefold to be very careful in that uh, being trendy or being uh, trying to be accepted or doing anything to be accepted. Sometimes you, sometimes you're going to be the, the the lone wolf. Sometimes you're just going to be the one that's not a part of the crew. I and we as believers, I I just don't understand why we feel like cuz I you know I find myself there um the lone wolf or on the outs not not uh, you know we get grown we, we be 50 60 70 year old 40 year old 30 we still do high school too that's another show uh because we we want to be with the popular people and when the popular people aren't holding a standard we still want to be with the popular people and the and the world we let the world incringe on us, uh influence us, get in our heads, and and for the sake of not being persecuted, ousted, uh disregarded or discarded, we will fold and not be so churchy and give in. You know, give in to, you know, whatever the world is offering us in order to make the world comfortable in our presence. So let me give you the scripture. There's, let's go to uh, just real quick, and I'm just making this a reference uh, scripture to so something you can go back and and check on your own. But this is God, John, Saint John, the uh, 17th chapter, and it starts with the 13th verse. Uh, and it says here, and I think this is out of the uh, King James Version. Uh, I know y'all like the King James Version, so. Uh, uh, me, I love the NLT, but just for the sake of listeners, sometimes I do the, the King James version. But it says, and now come I to thee. This is Jesus speaking. You know, he's he's uh, uh, speaking to uh, on behalf or uh, about the disciples and the, the fact that they, um, you know, it's coming to his end or whatever. And then they're going to be left, you know, to bear being a disciple here in this world. So here, he's praying to God, and uh, he says here, and, and Jesus, from the beginning, has always been preparing the disciples for when he wouldn't be here physically with them. I want you all to know that. You know, he always, from the time that he has gathered them to himself, was preparing them for the day he would not physically be with them any longer and that they would have to now be in this world um, and go about their everyday assignments He always was preparing them that for that This is no different So verse 13 says And now come I to thee Talking to God And these things I speak in the world That they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves The disciples I have given them thy word And the world has hated them Jesus said, I'm, I've given the disciples my word, and, and the world hates them. The world hates them for what I'm telling them, what I'm giving them. And it says, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world, I pray, verse 15, not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou could keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth, verse eighteen. And as thou hast sent me into the world, even so as I send them into the world, and for their sake I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. So here, uh, uh, Jesus is praying that the, that he knows what's going to happen. You know, he already knows that the truth of what he's Going to be ministering uh, what, he, what he preached or what he taught or what he poured into the disciples That the world was going to hate him for it It's going against everything that they're accustomed to It's going against all that they uh, know to be so Jesus threw a wrench in it, so to speak and now, you know, you know it, it threw a wrench in with the, with the priest. It threw a wrench in with the, with the world and what they say as far as gods are concerned. Jesus threw a wrench in it. And when you throw a wrench in it, people are not going to easily accept you. You're going to be the one, the troublemaker. You know, sometimes we believers we got to be okay with being a troublemaker. Be okay with the one to throw the wrench in it and just grind it to a halt. That's, that, that, to me, is uh, a part of our, I mean, it's not necessarily our intent, but when you throw red dye in uh, the wash, just look for everything to go red. And that's kind of like what believers are kind of like to the world. We're the red dye. So when you throw us in, it's automatic. When you throw us in with the standard, now that is, when you throw us in the wash, just look for everything to be pink. It's going to have a hue of the red, because that's just who we—that's just who we are. When we come, we come with the flavor. When we come, correct, and being churchy is part of it. Our standard doesn't change. And uh, I got one more scripture I wanted to give it's about the unequally yoked. Now we—we we love to say this one, but we always—we always refer it to. People being married But no it, has, it doesn't have to be contained to the, um, Just the married people Or who you hoping to marry Being unequally yoked No, unequally yoked can be just with anything And anybody Unequally yoked Relationships uh, Friendships You know I, I, <laughs> I'm going to drink my <laughs> I've had many, many Friends in the world I have friends in, 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 in uh, Christ The only time me and my friends Don't really We ain't friending it really good <laughs> The only time I'm, I'm never not good friends With a friend And I'm thinking about my history and my present Is when we are not Going the same direction When our values are different as long as our values are the same and our, you know, our direction, our forward motion is the same. Yeah, we we don't even have to like the same things, but our base, our foundation is the same. We we good. I thought about I thought about I thought about my friends from years ago, um, and this is before becoming committed to Christ. Because you know you can know Christ know of Christ. Let me say that. Cuz that's that's what it is sometimes. When you know Christ, you you have a tendency to fall in line. But when you know of Christ, you have a tendency to do what a lot of us do. Uh we 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 half step. Uh and I remember in my half stepping that you know, friendships were easier to keep. Friendships were easier to have because I could conform to whoever I'm with i didn't have to you know i didn't hold a standard nowhere you know I could you know if oh you okay that would you okay i can do i can if I, even if I wasn't a participant, I could be around you doing that my standard you know when I didn't have a a shown enough foundational standard in which I stand and that i uh, refer to on a regular basis The amount, the thing about the foundation You gotta be to refer to your standard On a regular basis When I didn't have that When I knew of Christ When I knew of God It was willy nilly Yeah I could be a part of anything and anybody Just you know I And then even then when I was You know kind of sidestepping You know I still had some things I wouldn't go to but I was, you know, teetering, tottering on righteous and unrighteousness. You know, you know how we do as believers. We have, a, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dabble in unrighteousness, but we just have a, a limit on how much unrighteousness we'll you know, dabble in. You know, I ain't going to dabble in uh, too far. But we have a limit. You know, that, to me, that's not a standard. But, you know, we'll have a limit to how much of the unrighteousness we'll do. Uh, before we consider that too much then then we'll, if somebody's going beyond us In that stand, uh, lack of a standard Then we'll tell them, oh yeah, you need to You're going too far, but the person Then which you left Standard two back Let's say, let's say you got standard One, two, three, four, five, right Some people okay With being, well I can dabble into one And two, but I can't go to three That That's too much for me and then you got some people who can go, I can, I can go all the way up to the four. You know, so the people at the four, you know, are being judged by the people at the two. And the people at the two being judged by the people at the one. But the fact of the matter is, in going into unrighteousness, we should be at the zero. We should be at the, at the beginning, and we should not be indulging in unrighteousness and then feel okay because, you know, I ain't going all the way to five. You know, you know, I I, I love the Lord, and, and people at at, 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 at uh, number four, tell my y'all people at number two too churchy. Why the people at number five telling you you too churchy? They don't went all the way, they just they out there just just flapping in the wind. The point is, is that, does the voice at five and one have anything to say? Nothing. Nothing. You're not holding the standard. You, you, you got a standard, but you ain't got the standard. There's only one standard. And that's, the, that's what we all measure ourselves by, is the standard of God. It's the standard that the Holy Spirit speaks to us. That's the only standard that matters. So when we say too churchy, I'm thinking get off the scale and get back to the standard. The standard, not a standard. We got to get that part in our heads correct, right? All of these things that, we're, that I'm talking about today, you know, and I pray that you're making comments because I would love to address this, you know, at a later date on, a, on another show. But the, like my scale is saying, can a little leaven... Be okay? mm Because the scripture tells us a little leaven leavens the whole lump. You can't have a little bit of unrighteousness and say, well, y'all good. This is okay. This standard is all right. God is accepted. He's not. I don't know where we get that from. To Where do we get that from? I'm asking nobody. Where do we get that standard from that God is okay with sin? He's not. He's not okay with sin. It stinks in his nostrils, how many of y'all like the stink in your nostrils that you don't go to spraying something to try to cleanse it to get rid of that smell? Well, what makes us think that it's cool with God that it stinks in his nostrils and he just can stand there and bear Just be okay God with what my what my standard of stink is oh okay second Corinthians and uh this is six and fourteen uh this is the one that people only use for people who uh who look for a husband or looking for a wife you know, We know we're good for that you know we we we'll teach teaching this scripture you know when they uh when they're looking for a mate but we don't teach the scripture when your 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 friend is uh a heathen and i don't know why we don't like that word either, but it is heathen is a non-believer uh when your when your friend is a heathen and you cool with him like cool with them in the sense of, you know, when you get, when you get with them, you don't bring your churchiness with you. Mm. It says here in 14, 6 and 14, it says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. It, it, I don't see anything that has to do with uh, wedding bells. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion, see, communion is just kind of a sharing conversation, sharing of of a of, of, of heart matter, sharing, you know, sharing. It says what communion has light with darkness? And everybody that and 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 Lord knows I'm not downrating the world uh, because they do what they do. I, I mean, when I was in the world, I did what I did. You know, I, I I played like I wanted to play because I I didn't have the connection to Christ. I didn't have the connection to the vine, and so therefore, you know, darkness do what darkness do. But what once you come to the light. This is the part I'm talking. This is why I talk to Christians because, you know, the world doesn't understand what I'm saying. They, they call it judging and they call it a lot of things. And, and, I, and, and the word of God t- says it's unequally yoked. But, you know, we got to stay with the scripture because if I let the world incringe on me what they think is called, which they say is judging, it's not judging. The, the law is already in the books. I'm, I'm repeating, you know, the law that's already written in the book. Just like speeding, you know, 55 is the, is the speed limit. If, if somebody I'm driving with go over 55 and I say, you know what, you more than 55. They can't say don't judge me. I ain't judging you. I'm telling you what the law already said. The law already said that we cannot be or should not be not unequally yoked with non-believers. Don't, 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 don't find yourselves connected to non-believers. The fact of the matter is here, it says, what concord has Christ with Baal? And what part has he that believeth with an infidel? If I'm a believer, I don't have a lot in common with an infidel. Because the moment they want to do something off the wall that's not churchy, then I'm not going to want to do that we're going to end up parting ways. But when me as a believer can find myself comfortable hanging out with non-believers, with with, with unchurchy folk, what does that say for me? So here it says, verse 16, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, this is what he's telling us to do. See, once he gives us the standard, because this is what he said, the first part was the standard that God had for us. He He told us don't be unequally together with non-believers, like don't be hooking up, you know. And somebody said, "Well well jesus sat with the tax- with the tax collector he he sat with the with non believers I understand that, but he didn't become one mm-, no, he didn't become one. he didn't let what they were doing influence him they he did the influencing he drew them to him. see, we get there and 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 if and if you are uh someplace and they say, Well, you know you want to drink, you know you Everybody drinking? No. Everybody getting drunk? No, I don't, I don't want to do that. You come, if you're going to be the light, now now you got a cup in your hand. What happened? Who got influenced? When we start doing things against the word of God that the people that we're hanging with or being with, that we're, we should be there to influence them away from those things, when you start participating in those things... It says a lot. It says to it says to to the world that they can draw you, and the enemy's just laughing. He's just he laughing and make a mockery of us because these are the same people. If you were to come back and say, you know what, I was wrong, blah 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 they'll put you on blast. Or you gonna come back and try to do us? You know, you come back and say this about us. And you used to be blah blah blah. You you were drinking with us too. You was doing this with us too. You was man hopping with us too. You was you know. You was you were running women too. You would see, but the fact of the matter is, see, when we let our when we let our standard down, I'm not, and I'm not saying this because this is not a place for you to get up. Still, get up, but just know that when you let your standard down, the world will remind you that you did. The world will remind you that, oh, you used to be this, that, and the third. Oh, you used to be blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, you was a fornicator. Yeah, you was an adulteress. Yeah, you were a, a liar, a cheater. Yeah, you you did these things, too. You, yeah, you. It's, it's, uh, and, and if that's the case, and, and I'm a, I'm, I raised my hand, that was my history. But the fact of the matter is it doesn't mean I got to be silent today, but it just makes me a target. Well, if we poke, folks to say and re- and try to remind me of who who I think I am now, that, you know, whatever, whatever. You used to be blah 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 blah. When we let our standard down, we it, we put ourselves as a target to be ridiculed. That's what the non-believer will do. They'll quickly to get you up off of them. They will try to cut your legs from under you. I know some of y'all probably don't hear about doing that right now. Who she? Okay, anyway. It says here, first he gave us the instructions on what not to do. He says here, don't be unequally yoked with non-believers. Don't have fellowship. Fellowship? I, well, they my friend. I, I understand, but you should be making an influence. If you make the right influence, they won't want to be your friend. They might be your friend in name, but they don't want to hang out with you. mm Your your friend that likes to get drunk won't want to hang out with you cuz you'll say drunkenness is against God's will. Oh yeah. Drunkenness is against God's will. And and for that reason, you know, you know, you will speak to it. If you if you hold in the standard. If your friend lie, you'll say don't lie. They don't want to hang around with you because they don't want you constantly telling them the standard. If you love your friends, you'll do it. You'll, you'll, you'll want them to be within standard. But if you if you don't make those corrections, you know if you do make those corrections, they don't want to hang out with you. So you're not going to have fellowship. It's not, and this is the thing. It's not that you don't want to hang out with them, but they won't want to hang out with you. There's not going to be any fellowship. In other words, light runs uh, darkness off. Soon light show up. Darkness got to go. Same thing with you when you show up with your friends. When you show up with your friends, yeah, they can't run around with their, you know, they can't sleep around. You're going to have a standard. You're going to be like, ah, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't sleep with all these different peoples. mm Oh, you shouldn't sleep with that person. They're not your husband. Or you shouldn't sleep with that person because they got another pers- person. That's their husband. That... All of that will, will get into play. And then when you bring it to the table, they will run. See, light shows up and darkness says, I got to go. So I'm not going to have fellowship with you. Light and darkness doesn't have fellowship. So that's what it means by here. People say, well, I got to take my friends. You ain't got to put your friends down. Keep them. Hold the standard when you keep them though. When you keep them, hold the standard. Because if you hold the standard, you won't have to worry about them dropping you. I mean, you dropping them, they'll drop you. They won't call you for the party. Mm-mm. You're not going to the party because you're gonna come with your standards. They're not gonna call you to the house gathering. Why? Because you, yeah. They're not gonna tell you about they they friend on the side. Why? Because it ain't right. They got gonna tell you about none of all of the things. They not they're not gonna tell you about. uh how to do this in business, or how to do that in business? Cause they 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 cheating in business, and so they are you gonna run, yeah, yeah. You gonna run them. That's what that's what the what 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 uh, uh, connection does the, the house of God have with uh, the house of idols? We we serve one God, the God, and over here they got multiples. So when we sit down and talk, we automatically clashing. Because you, you bringing up your God over all gods, and they over there talking about, well, no, your God ain't the biggest God, he has multiple. Okay, well, we ain't got nothing to talk about. It's going to cause a divide. So it's not going to be a fellowship. So, no, keep your friends. I'm not telling you to dr- drop them and dump them off, but if you're going to be there, hold a standard. Be be the influencer. Don't be influenced. And if you don't have the tenacity or the ability to hold the standard, then you might need to separate until you're able to do that. Until you're able to hold the standard. Until you're able to uh, withstand uh, the attacks that come along with trying to hold the standard. You know, or, or 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 the temptation that comes along with it. Sometimes, sometimes your friends are doing things that you need that you needed to be delivered from or need to be delivered from and and participating with them keeps you in that mode where you're not able to be delivered. So sometimes that's the separation. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get away from the thing that keeps dragging you back to the mud pile or the mud hole, not mud pile. Mud hole. That part. But the the after all that he said on that part about what we should not do, he tells us here uh, how to do it. in verse 17 wherefore come out from among them and be what separate save who now see this is where they you know don't blame me don't be mad with me don't be mad with your pastor don't that, that that's that preached this don't be mad with the churchy people that say this because it's not our law it's not our standard we're repeating what the almighty god and this and, and this uh, this, this this talk is to the believers. You know, the world is never going to agree with me on these things. I'm not looking for the world to agree with me on these things. The world got their own standard and their own uh, God and Father. They, they, see, the world doesn't serve the same God that we serve. They have their own God. And I know people don't like that, but if you're not serving God Almighty, if you're not yielded to the, to the God of heaven, then there's only one other God that you yielded to. There is no neutral, I'm just neutral, I ain't serving God, and I ain't serving the devil. Yes, it's only white and black, good and evil, right and wrong, up and down. There is no gray area. So this part here that tells us, don't get mad with the people who preach this and the people who teach this. You know you know if you if that's your friend, you hold on that's that's your that's your business but the but if you want to be delivered from things, this is what it says: Wherefore come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not what the unclean thing, and I will receive you He says, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord almighty that's the standard. That, that's the principle. That's, this is what is in play. You know, for, for us as churchy people, churchy is okay. I want to sign off on that today. If you feel as though a standard for God is too much for you, you're on that scale. We're a little leaven. But somewhere along the line, it never stays there. A little leaven eventually Creeps into the whole lump there's no such thing as allowing a little bit of sin, a little bit of disorder a little bit of uh um, uh oh, disobedience it's going to creep in it's it's one one misstep like like this is say one I, I, let me speak to this too churchy um one allowance of something that God said not to do, if you can step over that, it's just like a, 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 a runner that, that does the hurdles. As soon as you hurdle over the first step of disobedience, you'll hurdle over the second. You'll hurdle over the third. And so now you're just walking in disobedience, and because you still come to church, because you still can sing, because, because you still can preach and prophesy, and, and because you can still uh, quote scripture, and because you can still uh, uh, memorize scripture, all of these things, because you can still do these things, we still feel like we good. The fact of the matter is we have allowed a little leaven. And eventually what it's going to do is going to break down your standard. It's going to take over. The whole lump, you you know, you gave up a little uh, uh, a little bit of space, and the enemy is just not that kind of person, not kind of kind of being rather. He just doesn't allow you just to, you know, a, a little piece allowed for him, and then he'll just be okay with that small amount. No, once he gets you to bite, then he wants you to take more and more and more and more, because disobedience is the root of all sin. Say it. Disobedience is the root of all sin. It is the thing that gets you to murder, lie, cheat, steal, backbite, gossip, uh, be unkind, not be temperate. It's it's the root. Disobedience is the root of what? All sin. Because the moment you won't hear God, the moment you won't hear principle, the moment you won't hear standard, the moment you won't take and um, hear directions from God, you're going to venture off and hear the voice of the enemy. So I don't know where this came up at, I don't know where churchy started, and I don't know where it's going to end up, but for the believers, don't lower your standard. Don't let people talk you off of, excuse me, the standard that God gave you. And if it's too much for them, they'll be okay. If it's too much for them, they'll have to be okay. Because if you feel as this, this is the standard that God gave you, Hold it. And don't let anyone talk you off of it. So what I, that being said, I just want to invite you all to come back. I have uh, a great lineup of topics that I want to share with you all this fifth season. And uh, I just say adieu to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming in. And, look, hold the standard be as churchy as you want to be, because this is what God told you to do. And let every man work out his own soul salvation with fear and trembling. And with the scriptures that were given, y'all know we have a standard to, that's set already and a principle that's in place, and we ought to adhere to it. So until next time, I want to say thank you for joining me at the round table. God bless you.